You're listening to The Being Podcast, a safe space that acknowledges, empowers, and inspires women in overcoming any challenge, obstacle, or setback you may face in order to help you thrive. Every Tuesday, I will address topics to help you understand how to believe, engage, innovate, navigate, and gain across all areas of your life. I'm your host, Jada. Now, let's go. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Being Podcast, a safe space where we come together and learning how to believe, engage, innovate, navigate, and gain an all areas of our lives. I'm so excited to have you back with me this week. And this week is all about self-love and self-care because, you know, we all know that you can't give what you don't have, right? We cannot pour from an empty cup. And I know that the the word self-care is a word that's thrown around a lot, especially for women. And I find it interesting how you know, as women, we are oftentimes looked at and looked to as the one who holds the keys and the answers to everything and everyone, right? Like (laughs) I could be sitting there, my husband could be sitting there and I bet you nine times out of 10, if there's a question and we're both there, my baby girl's going to come to me first. So, you know, that's just the way it goes and that's fine. Um, It's just, I don't know. I guess I just find it interesting. So I remember when I was growing up, my mom, which was my mom's mom, she would say to me that I was never going to get a husband because I was, to be real, too busy running around, right? In the streets a little bit, um, playing versus learning how to cook and how to be more domesticated. And I remember looking back and she would, we had like a garden and she and my papa would plant their own vegetables and, you know, fruits and stuff. And so she did, she taught me how to, you know, snap green beans and to can food and to take the, the, uh, the fruit and make preserves and, I would just feel so special because it was time with me and her and I would run and take that back. That was in Oklahoma and I would run and take it back to my parents in Texas. And we did have those moments, right? So I learned a little bit, but um, she didn't feel I was learning enough to where I would be able to to get a husband. So I thought it was funny, but um, she also, oh, side note, she made the best banana pudding and she tried to get me to learn how to do that as well. Like the old school on the stove, mixing it with the condensed milk, you know, not the jello pudding which is fine but not the same so um anyway you know we know that that generation of women they just they knew how to do things um because they had to do them and they had to do them great and they had to do them often and it just became a part of who they were and i remember you know my my grandmother she would just cook and it's like a pinch of this and blah blah you know and I'm very if you don't know me I'm very like black and white I'm like if you give me a recipe I can make it but she's like no it's just a taste of this and a tad of that and I'm like okay I don't have time for that I'm out of here so you know I just didn't feel it was my 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 true calling to become overly domesticated and um in transparency that is not why my husband married me (laughs) for cooking um but it's worked out. And so I would say back to her, I would say, yeah, you know me, mom, I'll end up with five husbands. I'll just, you know, I'll just keep getting married. It'll be okay. You know, joking and poking back at her. And I said, or perhaps I'll find a husband or find a man who will enjoy cooking. And 
yes, y'all, I can cook a little bit. It's not that I can't. And yes, she tried to teach me or she did teach me. My aunts taught me, my mom, she, they they all taught me, got it. Um, but it's just not something that I really, at this point in my life, have come to enjoy. And I manifested it. My husband does cook and he cooks well, so it's worked out. But I'm sharing the story with you because, you know, as young girls, we are, we're taught or trained, perhaps maybe even conditioned by our ancestors and even society of who and how we should be. Right. And I remember in one of my first internships when I was in college, there was a lady who told me that while she had been encouraged during her day to go to college, the end state for her was to find a husband. And I was like, that's, that's crazy. Right. Cause I'm just taught to be independent and, and all of this stuff, but there was still, I think a stigma just being a female where it's just supposed to be in us to be nurturing and to to just do certain things. So I I have been fortunate to go to college. I have earned a couple of degrees. And for me, it was more of like taking those experiences and taking, you know, that education to turn it into a career and to take those personal experiences and for later to add that into a union, if and when that time came, like that was my mindset. So um, I do remember I wanted to get married and I wanted to become a mama to get this two girls and a boy. And God has completely fulfilled that desire for me and watching my parents and seeing them and they would have been married 52 years this past December, like that is who I wanted to be. And that, and that's, and that's what I saw. But my mom was a working mom, but she was there for all of my activities. But my dad did turn to her. Like there were certain things I think that he expected of her. So that was kind of my dream. I understand that not every little girl has that particular dream of, you know, getting married, having kids, all of that. And that is perfectly fine too. But I have come to realize over my four decades of being on this earth that regardless of what that dream is that a young or even a seasoned female may have, there's still a lot of expectations of her. And, you know, by nature and by design to an extent, women were looked at as caretakers. And that's, you know, whether it's our siblings as we're growing up, our parents as they get older, our spouses, if we go that route of getting married, our children, to companies that we work for, to church, to whatever, like the list just goes on and on. But we are looked at primarily as being, you know, the caretakers. And really, to be honest, we're kind of the glue that holds it all together. You know, we're often looked at or possibly, depending on how you see it, overlooked due to the ways in which we are capable of handling everything that is expected of us or even desired. You know, I, my therapist is saying use the word desired instead of expectations. So whether the desire of other people on us, we're looked at to, to handle that. And to a point, I feel that because we are looked at that way, and especially when we handle it so well, that that aids into us coming to a point of feeling overwhelmed, right? Um, possibly even taken for granted at times. Um, one of my favorite songs is Because of You by Tamia. 
And I love the song. And in it, she speaks to how, you know, she as a wife or as a woman, really, as a woman has to be strong for her family. And that there's times that she has to cry when no one else even knew what she was going through, right? Um, feeling that she's alone, you know? And I think I would venture to say that a lot of women have felt all of these plus much, much more, right? During the course of our lives. And don't get me wrong, please don't misunderstand me or my message. These are blessings. Like, like I said, I want it to be married. I want it to be a mom. And those are great joys in my life. And I don't take them for granted because especially, and I don't know, um, I will get to this point eventually in one of the episodes, I, we had to go through IVF and, the fact that we were able to go through two rounds and they both be successful, I don't, that's not taken lightly by me at all. And I am grateful that I have a husband who understood that that was a personal dream for me and he was willing to go along with that, even though he had to sacrifice some of the dreams that he has. So there are blessings built into all of this. So this, this, episode is not a complaint at all because we as women, I truly believe we've been given the gift of learning how to give others space and grace and love. And we support everyone as much as we can. And, um, you know, this isn't a pity party. It's just to say, you know, we do have a lot on us. So my message is to and for all of the incredible women who continue daily, day in, day out to do amazing things for her family, for her job, for her friends, her church, her community, you know, whoever she's impacting, I want you to know, yes, you listening right now, I want you to know that self-love and self-care is not selfish. All right. So we have to realize that in order to fully, fully live out and live in our truths and our callings and our passions, our talents, sis, you have to take care of yourself first. And I'm not just talking to you. I'm sis too. Like we have to understand that. So for the longest, I personally have always found a way to keep going. I mean, because it's been instilled in us, right? We just find a way to push through. And I I contribute that because I would think of how my parents sacrificed and how they poured, you know, into me. And I felt like I had to live up to their expectations when I did get married and came along with all of these things and looking at society, looking at my parents, like I wanted to fully live in that as a wife, and do the things that not only supported him, but also for the home, right? But I was feeling like I was doing this on my own in a sense. And then I wanted to have children and the majority of those responsibilities, they still fall on me, right? I'm the mom, I'm supposed to be the, the caretaker. So I have put so much on myself trying to live up to and take care of everyone else in conjunction to my dual careers of being you know, a civilian, as well as being a soldier that I completely, I mean, true transparency, I started to lose who Jada truly was. So I have had to take a step back and take inventory and, and first figure out, all right, what are the end states of all of my responsibilities? Like, what does that look like? If I break it down, 
you know, what is my end state for my, what I want my, my, my relationship, my marriage to look like, what do I want to pour into and, and to grow these young people to become, you know, amazing people as they get older. I had to take a step back and and, and look at that. And from there, y'all, I had to make an actionable roadmap that worked for me to accomplish all of that. So is it perfect? (laughs) Nope. Do I tweak it as I need because life will throw you things at different times? Yeah. And, you know, you may ask, well, then how is this possible? And that's a great question. And as I, I think about it, it really comes down to communicating what I need building a team or like I I like to term it building a village of support and ultimately creating the routines and the systems that are going to work for not only for myself, but for my family. And that incorporates, you know, my nine to five that incorporates me giving back to the community that allows me space to help out in my church as I am called to do. So trying to fit all that in and making sure that I do find those things that fulfill me, right? So that's where I've gotten to. And ladies, look, I get it. We are almost conditioned to believe that the only the only way things are going to get done is if we do them. Like we personally feel like if I if Jada does not get up and do this, it's not going to get done. And I'm here to say that we must learn that it is okay. And not only is it not okay, not only is it okay, but it is necessary that we have to take the cape off. We have to to sit that down and we have to be able to be okay in that. And most importantly, I would say we have to be okay with asking for help, right? It's so hard for us because I think people look at us or not just people, but like it could be your mother or it could be a grandmother or an aunt. And it's like, They want to take what they went through and they want to put that on you and almost have you comparing. And it's, sis, it's not about that, right? So I am just encouraging you to know what your limits are and to know that it is okay to ask for help and to put that cape down. It's all right. You can put it back on when you need it. That's fine. It's there. I didn't say throw it away or burn it. I'm just saying put it down sometimes. Um, we have to also understand that we are not, as we like to say in the military, we're not the SMEs in every area of this thing called life. And a SME, if you don't know, is a subject matter expert. We don't know everything about everything and that's okay. We're not, we're not built that way. So we need to be okay with finding those people, finding those, you know, institutions or finding those organizations that can aid us and help fill the gap for those areas where we may not be the strongest in order to accomplish all the things that we um, set out to accomplish. So, you know, ultimately we have to find the things that bring us true joy, right? For some people that, you know, self-care, I think people take that and they're like, oh, I'm getting a facial, I'm getting a massage, I'm doing, no, sometimes self-care is just like, I tell my baby girl, look, mommy is going to go take a time out. Like, mommy needs a minute. Just give me a minute. Mom just needs a moment. To me, that's self-care because instead of me engaging or blowing up at her or creating an environment that could be detrimental where I could say something that I can't come back from. It's like, hey, let me take, let me take a moment. 
and explaining that to her and coming back and, and saying, it's okay to do that. That's self-care. Yeah, it could be a nice bubble bath. It could be for me, all right, I didn't have a hard week. I'm treating myself on Friday to my mocha frappuccino. Whatever that looks like for you, find the things that are going to bring you true joy because ultimately that's not going to only make us better individuals, but everyone and everything that we touch will be blessed and will flourish too because we are pouring that positive energy into them because we are now coming from a place of where we are fulfilled. So I challenge you today. I challenge you to just take a moment, take a beat. I like to say that. Take a beat, take a breath and really just sit with yourself and then your thoughts and think on the things that bring you joy. The things that recharge you, that refuels your heart, your mind, and your soul. Um, sometimes for me, that's watching trash TV because I just feel like it empties my mind and I'm watching something. I'm entertained. Okay, let me get back to life and make sure I'm not acting out of character. Right? <laughs> that's for me. That's a little self-care. It's like, all right, let's get back to like our real reality and, and, and keep it moving and keep it pushing in positive um, ways. But what will allow your cup to be refilled? That is my challenge to you. What is going to refill that cup so that you can keep pouring into those who need you? Because sis, they do. They do need you. And and more importantly than that, from them just needing you, they need and they deserve the best version of you. The best version of me. If I'm running on empty, I'm not serving myself. I'm not serving my husband. I'm not serving my kids. I know that. So then I have to say, what adjustments do I need to make? What things do I need to put in place so that my routine is better, that my system is better? And even if that means that I'm you know, eliciting the help of some trusted friends in my village that can come and just hang with my babies while I can take care of some things that are going to refill me and refuel me so that I'm better or for me to have those moments where I'm creating like I'm doing now so that I can pour that into them so that they understand how to create balance and how to create boundaries. You know, boundaries, that's another big thing for self-care in my opinion, because when you're caring about yourself, again, you're not selfish. You're just saying, okay, what are the things that are going to make me be at my optimal, highest, best self? And if that boundary means I can't do X, Y, and Z, that's okay. And you've taken care of yourself because you're protecting your peace. I say that to my friends all the time. Whatever you have to do to protect your peace, that's self-care, ladies. And it's okay. So yes, read a book, get a massage, get your nails done. I'm all for that. That That, that is also my happy place. I'm not going to lie to you. But sometimes just taking a moment, taking that beat to just be with yourself and meditate or journal or find your own passion project that you can pour into, you know, get in the community, just whatever that looks like for you to feel good. That is what I challenge you to do because we, everyone around us, they, they deserve the best versions of us. So yes, self-care, self-love is not selfish. So this week, as you go through and take some time to reflect on some of the nuggets I hope I've dropped for you in this episode, 
just know that you are supportive, that you are not alone on this journey of life, that you do deserve to, you know, just a side note, I used to tell my husband, I'm like, yeah, babe, I feel that I am, I'm living, like I'm making things happen. I'm taking care of the things like I love y'all. I love a things to do list because I like to scratch it off. It makes me feel a sense of accomplishment <laughs> in some way. Um, so I'm living, I'm here, I'm breathing, I'm, I'm getting through it, but I don't feel that I'm thriving. And that's where I want to be. And that's where I challenge and would love for you to be. We should be thriving, you know, yeah, one day we will we will get the rewards for the things that we've done, but that doesn't mean that we can't love our space that we have while we're here, that we are not worthy of creating the environments in which we can truly thrive. And all of that is a part of self-care and self-love and doing those things that are going to make you the best you that you can be. So that's what I've been feeling. Um, it's been kind of a, a trying week. Last week was kind of a trying week because we were having to settle some stuff with my parents' estates. Um, if you don't know, and I will talk about this in a future episode, uh, my brother and I lost both of our parents within a little over a month of each other. And while we're okay, we're, we're making it we have our moments and I just was going through last week, just like, okay, let me tap into those things that are going to make me feel alive. Even when I have to deal with the hard things in life, because the hard things will come, but it doesn't mean we have to succumb to those. It doesn't mean that we have to live in a, in a space that does not serve us or serve other people. So I've really been on this journey of finding the little things that make me me and make me thrive and allows me to show up better for other people. So as always, thanks so, so, so much for tuning in. If you've made it this long or this far in this episode, thank you. Um, this space is for us and I hope that you are getting something from it. I definitely do. So let me know. Um, leave a, a review if you have a moment or hit me up on my social media. I would love to hear from you. So I will talk with you soon and have a very blessed day. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Being Podcast. It is certainly an honor to share the space and time with you. So please feel free to share it and leave a review. To ensure you catch every new episode, make sure to subscribe to the show. And for more content, you can check out my website. It's www.jadahartfield, that's H-A-R-T-F-I-E-L-D, or on IG at Jada Hartfield Consulting. Thanks again for listening. And until next week, stay blessed.